0: Hey everyone, it is late at night, and I am Norman, and welcome to the 13th episode of the Late Night Watch Talk podcast. Tonight, Nick is back with us. We're going to be talking about all things holidays and some crazy watches that we're both tripping on. So, Nick, how's it going? I'm so excited. I'm glad Same. to be back on the podcast. Same. Yeah. Right, next before, right before Christmas, we're going to chat about watches all night or as long as as long as we make it
1: absolutely i mean i didn't expect to get it back on so quickly
0: yeah yeah well i thought of a couple of these topics and i was thinking these would not be fun with just me alone and our last episode went so smoothly i was like i'm gonna have nick back on we'll talk about all this stuff easy enough yeah yeah yeah. so before (laughs) we dive in what watch are you wearing tonight Oh, I didn't think you were going to ask. Um, I'm actually on
1: day four of of wearing my Hamilton khaki field auto, the 38 millimeter. Yes. I was wearing it on re- uh, leather and I decided to put it on the bracelet it comes with. Mm. I paid extra for it, so I might as well use it.
0: Yeah, I am on, what, day two of the silver dial Timex Marlin reissue, and I just noticed that I have a huge scratch on it. oh no (laughs) which one the black dial uh this is the silver dial okay it's
1: not that bad then
0: yeah yeah wow that is a large scratch I'll have to uh, buff it out with some of the poly watch that I just bought but this is the dressy piece that I chose for this week although this week's going to be kind of up in the air um for all kinds of reasons yeah yeah (laughs) <laughs> yeah i'm gonna be uh unwrapping something here uh at the uh this weekend so we'll see i've got this is my dressy piece and the cwc g10 as the tool watch for this week That's i figured combo Once yeah you yeah i figured last week i succeeded at doing it so might as well try it again and uh yeah we'll see how long it lasts <laughs>
1: I like the concept of picking a watch or two for a week. I feel like it's almost a struggle to reach the end of the week, but you find a new appreciation for that. Those two. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And my, my little idea of uh, spending the weekend doing whatever you want, like you swapping every half an hour, if you feel like it is kind (laughs) of cool. Cause you know, then if all week I was like, Oh, I'm just dying to wear this piece. Then I just wait till the weekend and boom. Um, yeah. So like last weekend I think I swapped like three or four times on Saturday because I was like, oh, there's a couple of watches that I've been kind of itching to put on the wrist, but I was good and kept with the same watch all last week. So I'm curious how that made you feel at the end of it. Um I I think it was good. I feel like um I don't know. I think I noticed things um with the watches that i wear that i'm wearing without taking them off um you know i noticed like with the nomos i noticed the uh just the beautiful silver on the case and the shape of the case and how it captures the light um what was interesting is i don't know if i feel that one-on-one bond where i'm closer with it than other watches i don't think that's necessarily the case um but I think I feel more comfortable with my collection. Like I don't feel the need to frantically switch or whatever. It's like a contentment, you know, like a calmness, <laughs> if that makes any sense. I mean, yeah, absolutely. I mean, the thing I have is I feel like
1: you're not allowed to have a favorite child. Yeah. <laughs> you got you to spread the love around.
0: Yeah. 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 I totally, I mean, I guess there are a few that are a little bit lesser favorite, but for the most part, <laughs> for the most part, my I, I just wouldn't ever say that out loud. <laughs> but you know, I think for the most part, like even though my watches are there's kind of different levels uh in my collection. When I was doing recently doing the state of the collection, I realized that they're all important to me. Like, I appreciate them all. So even the inexpensive pieces that don't get a ton of risk time um, are still, I'm still glad that I have them. And I still feel like they're every bit as much a part of the collection, you know,
1: See that's that's that, that's exactly when I find that it feels like a collection, like you're collecting watches because there's some you're gonna wear most every day. Most people own a watch they wear five days a week. Yeah, and then there's always gonna be that one dress watch that you pull out on special occasions. But when you do, yeah, it's,
0: it's so great. Yep, yep, and you absolutely appreciate it and are glad that it's there. So absolutely, yep, yeah, and I think even pieces that I'm kind of iffy about i've got a couple pieces that i may be offloading i'm not sure um like the khaki field just because i have the cwc in the smaller size that i personally prefer but even while i have it it's still you know i still appreciate it as part of the collection so i don't know
1: i almost (laughs) feel like there's two kinds of field watches in that in that category there's the two kind of military looking ones there's one that's old military like an old hamilton or elgin Mm -hmm. and then you have the new ones that have more angular cases cwc for example makes a few yeah very different vibes one is like adventuring and the other one feels like you bring it to a
0: beach yeah (laughs) so now for christmas you bought yourself a watch right i did yeah I was I was feeling kind of homesick.
1: I wanted something new. I felt bad because I was starting to save up, so I bought myself one of the homage watches of a grail that I've been wanting for a long time. It's the Explorer by Alpha. I think they call it the 1993. Same dimensions. Okay. Same shaped bracelet with the oyster style. The dials almost identical. The only difference is it has a matte dial, and the wording on the
0: dial is totally different but I think okay. it's quite handsome. I mean, yeah, the Explorer aesthetic is almost magical, I feel. It just but works. It, yeah, I mean, it just works. Yeah, yeah if you, especially if you're sticking with the, uh, um, the size and everything. There's just, it's so crazy. I never would have suspected it uh, until I borrowed my friend's Explorer. And because when I borrowed that, it was so not me. Like, I don't even remember the last time I had a bracelet on besides Milanese, which I feel wears more like a strap, but I agree, yeah. agree, like when you look down, it doesn't, it doesn't look um, quite as, um, I don't know if gaudy is the right word, but I mean, big, like a bracelet does, you know, big in aesthetics more than size. Yeah, And so when I borrowed that Explorer and had it on, it was really weird to look down and see a bracelet on my wrist, but it only took probably a couple times of having it on the wrist a little bit as I'm sitting on the couch or driving around. I'm usually pretty cautious with other people's watches. Um, so I don't wear them much at all. Like just when I'm kind of sitting on the couch, I don't want any little hairline scratches or anything to be uh, my doing. Uh, but it only took a couple of times of having that on the wrist to really fall in love with that aesthetic. It was crazy. I'm almost convinced it's not the dial. I'm almost convinced
1: it's the bracelet. It's the taper on it. It's the fact that it has 20 millimeter lugs, but the case is only 36. Yeah. It almost doesn't feel significant. It feels like it's kind of part of your body, part of your outfit, like a, a tool in its most purest sense. When you look down yeah. at your wrist is the only time you notice you're wearing it but every time you don't notice you're wearing it, it's protected because it's built so damn tough.
0: Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I agree that it's it's uh, definitely like a combination. It's like the perfect storm, you know, because you see other pieces with similar dials and they're okay, but I feel like the that whole combination, like you said, the smaller case with the wider lugs, the tapered bracelet, along with the dial and everything just, yeah perfect design storm
1: (laughs) i I feel like that's why it's so many people's grail watch it just works in every single situation you throw at it
0: yeah yeah so how are you enjoying the homage so far because that was pretty affordable right well see that's the thing i i didn't feel like bringing it up
1: so soon because i wrapped it up for myself i put put it under the christmas tree oh okay nice yeah, so,
0: I I so pulled we're both it in out the same boat.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, I I pulled it out, I checked it, make sure the movement was nice and it was accurate and I put it in the back of the box and I I yelled at my mom and said wrap it up for me. I don't want to see it. <laughs> I don't want to see it till Christmas. It won't be, it, it won't feel special.
0: Yeah. I I did the exact same thing. I put except I put mine in um in in the young hands box so i put yeah. it in the max bill box i even put a sticker on the crystal that was sitting in the box left it up in the closet for it to get wrapped up and uh so i guess we'll have to uh at some point uh um in january we'll have to come back and revisit uh those two watches and see how they're how they're doing after we've opened them and spent some time with them i, I know it might be a controversial
1: con uh concept but i like the fact that when you open a watch on christmas morning night whatever whenever the family opens presents Mm -hmm. it gets stuck in your memory like a tin type photography like a year later when you look at that watch just sitting in the box you vividly remember that christmas morning i love that yes uh two years ago my family gave me a watch it's a build your own kit by rotate uh specifically the galileo uh, a gold colored case blue dial And it's not incredibly fancy, but the fact that I built it, I installed the movement, I changed the crystal and fitted it, I put the crown in. Whenever I look at it, I think about Christmas, and I think that I made that. It's pretty cool. Okay, I'm looking it up. I recommend that for a gift for anybody. I think it's awesome. Because it's not. it doesn't have to be a watch to somebody's taste, but because it's a kit that you build and it comes with tools and a pair of gloves... Okay. It got me closer to mechanical watches for sure. That might
0: have been a turning point from only owning quartz watches. Okay. Yeah. Those uh, DIY watch kits came to my attention. My brother-in-law was mentioning them and they're kind of similar to where you get some tools and uh, different watch parts and you assemble it and everything. Um, At some point I may have to uh, experience those. So I may have to get one and and try it out
1: oh my god it's pretty big i think it's 43 millimeters but as a kit as a present i think it's pretty special i think it's cool. i remember yeah. as a kid you get those um oh man it was a kit where it had a, a piece of steel with holes in it it came with wire and um little constructions and and you built like an electric car these science kits
0: that's what oh, it yeah, kind of felt yeah. like okay. I think these other ones might be, let me see if they're smaller. They might have a smaller one. Yeah, it's a totally different brand. Let me see what they've got here. Explore DIY watches. Well, either way, while I let you look those up. Yeah. I wanted to
1: bring up the new watch Timex just put out. Yes. With with the designer on
0: the dial, uh, Giorgio Gali. Yes, yeah, that watches that, that watches abs- you know I that is a watch that for I think it's about a year now, keeps coming up in my feeds. I think it was that one because uh, we were looking at some pictures They were kind of small on my phone, but um, it keeps coming up on my feeds and every single time it comes up, even though I've already looked at it, <laughs> I click on it, and look at it again. that I love that design. I think it's amazing. It's interesting
1: Um, i find i mean there's i think there's a i think there's a watch jewel on the front of the case like built into the case face
0: yes yeah um after we were chatting about it a little bit i read a description and yeah i think it's a sapphire jewel that they put on there just for decoration or yeah yeah it's not functional (laughs) i don't think so man i'm gonna have to re. uh double check that but I don't think I think it was just visual if anybody's
1: listening I, I feel like you have to look up a picture of this watch from the side because the side of this case I, it, it looks like revolutionary like yeah it, it reminds me of um the perpetual calendar that Adam RPK recently put out where the side of the lugs is just completely milled out of the steel it has these like
0: skeleton lugs
1: makes it look so yeah. airy and light
0: yeah, totally. Yep. Yeah, you may have to uh, check out some of these coming back to the DIY. It's oh, DIYWatch.club. I'm looking at a crazy, like, skeletonized dress watch that has, like, a blue band around the edge of it with Roman numerals in it and kind of a boxy crystal. It actually looks pretty cool. I'm saying this. <laughs> Skeleton vintage dress A couple of look
1: like um, Seiko mod kits almost.
0: Yeah, this one's 38 and a half millimeters, and it actually doesn't look terrible like skeleton pieces can sometimes do. Huh. Anyway. Anyway, yeah, that, uh, yeah, the Giorgio, is it Gali? Is that how that's pronounced? I'm going to say yes. Yeah. Yeah. Giorgio Gali or something. There we go. That sounds much better.
1: Sounds like an Italian name to me.
0: Yeah. Yep. And it's right somebody who had work at Ferrari. It is right there on their homepage. And Mm. that is amazing. That's 38, right? Yeah. Yep. Oh, that is so cool looking.
1: It does look like it would be better in 36, but it does look much, much more modern.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that size is probably, ooh, the crown looks great. Looks like it has like a flush black jewel in it or something. That is cool. Yeah. Know, so, we'll, oh, go ahead. I don't know what dial I like the
1: most. There's white, blue, black,
0: and yeah. green.
1: Yeah. Ooh, the green. I like that. It, it's like pistachio green almost, and the purple
0: jewel. Yeah. Contrasts
1: off of that.
0: I'm pulling that green one up. Oh yeah. Oh, that's a great green. And that strap is crazy too.
1: Yeah, I don't know how you lock it. It has a buckle, but...
0: Yeah. Is it like a suit jacket button where it like goes through the other side of the strap? It almost looks like there's a ridge in the middle that that thing snaps into. Yeah. We're so, there's a a, so on the end of the strap, there's that metal ring, which I assume is like a snap on the inside, and you see like a ridge down the center of the strap. Only on that side, so it must snap into that. That's pretty cool. Like a dress shirt cuff. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, yep, yep. And I love this center bar uh, buckle. And they do that, I saw that on a couple of their other pieces too, kind of swatch style. I actually have a uh, shell cordovan dress strap that has one of those. And it's what uh, I put the on the pole router before it got packaged up for Christmas. And that strap actually looks really beautiful with that buckle, but... Well, I guess from
1: there we can move on
0: to the other Timex.
1: I'm so impressed with some of the things they're putting out in the last year.
0: Oh my gosh. Yeah, when we started talking about this one, all all their other styles (laughs) started flooding back to us. And yeah. So if your viewers don't
1: know, there's a Timex coming out called the Q1978 reissue. And it's this ca- uh, cushion case with a vertically brushed champagne colored dial, applied markers, and a day-date complication. Yeah. Oh, it's,
0: that's so cool.
1: It's beautiful. It's small. It's 35 millimeters. and comes with like a rather nice looking strap.
0: Yeah. And actually, I think... So the one that you're looking at is different from the one that I was looking at. And now I'm not seeing the one that I was looking at. Oh, okay. Um, On their page, when you go to their vintage inspired watches, the cushion case is right up on the top row along with their uh, California dial. And then on the far left is the one that I was looking at with almost a textured um, dial on it. And that is 35 millimeters. All that whole top row looks brilliant.
1: Sorry, where is it on the website? I'm
0: yeah. It, so um, if you go to the Timex website and under the watches menu, go to the the men's vintage inspired watches. There's a link there. Got it. And that whole top row is just amazing. See, yeah, I'm looking at the third one. Yeah. That's- I hadn't even I hadn't even seen that when I was looking through their website the other day the only one I encountered was that one on the far left. I thought we were talking about paste. that
1: one cuz that one is gorgeous.
0: Yeah, that whole uh, I think that whole top row is just beautiful. Cuz uh- I see those California dials come through too and those always look absolutely amazing. Actually, this whole page is just brilliant from pretty much top to bottom there's a digital one to a couple of them there but everything else on here is phenomenal and the digital ones would be fun in their own right
1: i think everyone has has seen the timex pepsi
0: yeah yeah
1: i see yep. it everywhere
0: yep with the bracelet that looks amazing, but apparently just shaves your arm bald. <laughs> yeah,
1: it's, it's, it's all it's like only rolled links.
0: Yeah, and they're super tiny, but it just looks so cool. Like, do I really care about my arm hair? Nah, I can get yeah. used to the pain, right? Absolutely. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I can't stand it. I, I I need perfection in bracelets or else my it'll just rip everything out.
0: Yeah, well, and you've just experienced the most comfortable bracelet you've ever tried on, too, so. Yeah, there's a
1: whole story behind that.
0: Which was- me- <laughs> Yeah, go for it.
1: All right, all right, all right. Um, I was going to the watch store. At local, there's one called Feldmar Watch Company. I adore that store. They have tons and tons of brands, and they specialize in watch repair. They have a few watchmakers that have been there for 40 years. So everyone loves and trusts them. Going there, my dad wanted to buy a Citizen. He was looking at a few online. And I was kind of encouraging him to go check one out, try it on. There's no shame in trying it on first. Yep. And one of the employees comes and helps us. And I asked him, I've been looking for a Manta watch. Never seen one in person. I didn't know uh, if any retailers had any. And he said they went to Bezel World, Basel World, a couple of years ago and bought three of the original Monta Ocean King.
0: Okay. The, orig-
1: the original one, first generation. It's almost $1,000 more than the current one because it had a completely different movement. But I tried it on and I- I've heard hype from, online people saying it's the most comfortable bracelet they've ever tried that's what the company claims okay and, and honestly I think I agree I nice. tried it on for five minutes and I didn't want to take it off I didn't want to put my <laughs> Hamilton back on <laughs> it's shaped like an oyster bracelet but it's thinner and every edge is like a 45 degree that be- uh beveled oh. edge right okay and and every beveled edge is polished, and every flat surface is brushed, and it's just stunning. The clasp is large, but everything has ceramic ball bearings or uh, button okay. pressure clasp, and it was it's just unbelievably comfortable. I've almost shifted my like current watch that I'm searching for to the Ocean King because of trying that watch on.
0: Oh wow! That you know. Just- I it. think I think you mentioned it, and I had looked it up. Let me pull it up again. The current one I'm I'm
1: totally obsessed with, black dial, silver markers. Okay. It hits way above its pay grade. It's oh, a two, yeah. It's a $2,000 watch, but it plays in that same category that Tudor plays in. Yeah.
0: Oh, people, yeah. People
1: compare them side by side, and a lot of people are saying it's even better than the quality on Tudor bracelets.
0: Oh. Yeah, these look great. And you have date or no date options. I'm actually
1: leaning towards the date on this one.
0: Okay. Surprisingly.
1: I like that it's at six, but yeah, the marker at 12 is so big. I think it balances it out.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And it has a nice frame around it. Yeah. So it doesn't look like an
1: afterthought. That's another thing. The bezel action was unbelievable.
0: Really? I've tried the bezel
1: action on a Tudor Black Bay 58. And this one, Snappy, on Watch Clicker, their review described it as placing the thousandth LEGO brick in the full build. And I kind of agree. It it feels so satisfying. Every click is perfect and locks in place. Zero play.
0: Nice. And that was the the first generation. Yeah. I
1: want to know what the third generation's like. Yeah, no
0: kidding. I like the handset.
1: That is cool. Yeah. Mil, it's like mill sub hands. But yeah. They've kind of done their own thing with it.
0: Yep. Yep. Super cool. Okay. And I see the bracelet there. That uh, I may have to try one on just to know what like perfect comfort in a watch bracelet feels like. I think I'm going to get it. So you might be able to try it out. <laughs> nice. Nice. That is really cool looking. So for tonight's episode, I really only had one kind of a topic slash exercise that we could do. And uh, because I was thinking, you know, it's crazy to buy someone a watch if they haven't given you um, a list of watches they're looking for, um, if you're going to do it at all. But I figured it'd be kind of fun to imagine that we are purchasing a watch for somebody who hasn't given us any ideas, we just feel like we need to do it and we we have tons of money, so our price range is somewhere around a hundred bucks two to two thousand, somewhere around there. And I have some categories of different people we could be <laughs> buying watches for. <laughs> All right, so here we go. We'll dive right into it and see. What comes to mind and the challenge for me here is like what comes to mind are pieces that i own because i've experienced them but we'll see what yeah. happens so uh so the first category of person that you're buying for is the person who has everything so what in the world would you buy them for a watch and why uh, they have every watch or just everything in the world they yeah they just have like money is no option or no issue for them anything they want they can own and probably do i think. And- but oh, you're like I'm going to buy him a watch.
1: <laughs> you know what you know what that kind of thing is if somebody has everything in the world that money is not a problem for them. you have to get them something sentimental. Yep. Contact their parent or grandparent and get their watch and try to mm. hand it down to them. Like uh an heirloom piece. That is a good idea. I think an heirloom piece is the only thing that can beat like an old rare vintage watch because it actually has these memories attached. Yeah.
0: Yeah. See, my original thinking was to find something way off the beaten path that's really unique. Um, but what I ended up going with uh, hilariously is almost the exact opposite of your uh, your idea for them. Um, I was thinking I would get them a nice classy tool watch, like a CWC, because in my mind, I'm picturing somebody who has, who, if they're a watch nerd, probably has some a bunch of high end pieces. So I was like, I could get them something that's not um, really, that's not like a beater beater. I mean, CWCs are pretty nice, but they're affordable. And so they have all these brilliant watches, or they're not a watch person at all. So they don't have any. Now they've got this little piece that they could just throw on and beat the crap out of. That was my thinking. But yeah, I'm wondering if super rich people
1: only have like unobtainable Rolexes with diamonds on them and they've never seen an Explorer in their life.
0: Yeah. I, in my brain, I think I was picturing producer Michael or something Yeah, with all, exactly. of, like, with all of his crazy watches. So I'm like, here you go. Here's a CWC. Now when you're like, I don't know what in the world kind of manual work, you would do yeah. um, uh, fixing the soul that came off of his brand new shoes. in that one episode, once you're doing that, you can put on your cwc and
1: <laughs> I, see, I see that
0: he buys a g-shock but he only buys a g-shock that's entirely red oh ew. oh yeah yeah like if he goes subtle he has to make that subtlety loud yeah was that red g-shock to match shoes maybe <laughs> probably i yeah
1: the of pairs of shoes he has is staggering yes
0: yeah i think he has a shoe closet yeah uh yeah at least one <laughs> Okay so the next category of person is the opposite this is the person who has nothing but needs a watch so this is the person uh, they aren't out on the street but they're you know they don't have a lot they don't spend money on themselves um but you decided you're going to get them a watch
1: oh I, this is easy for me okay it's it's Seiko but I think in particular, it would be an SKX, maybe a 007 or the 0 013, Okay. depending on if they're a smaller, larger person. I think it just has universal appeal. It's subtle colors. It's built really tough. Everyone knows what it is, so we'll get a lot of compliments. And I think it's just hmm. really pretty overall.
0: Yeah. I was kind of thinking along similar lines, but I went with a totally different brand. I went with the Casio A700W. So it's, it's something that wouldn't be necessarily out of place with someone who doesn't splurge on themselves, and yet it still looks really nice. So a lot like your Seiko, it's something that's you know um, kind of affordable, recognizable, everyone knows it, but yet it still looks really nice. And the uh, A700 just looks gorgeous. So it's not like buying them an F91, but they're getting like the the beautiful variant of kind of a similar, you know, basic digital uh, watch that's kind of tough and yeah beautiful. I think the trick
1: with buying somebody a watch who doesn't already own them is they don't know what their tastes are in watches yet. So yep. I, th- I think if you buy something very neutral colored, very modern looking, but like approachable, not yes. super vintage, not super modern, just really classical and timeless design.
0: I yeah. think they'll latch on too easily. Yeah. And that's the next category of person is the non watch person who doesn't even seem to appreciate him as a bystander, but you're convinced that you could corrupt them. Apple Watch. Boom. <laughs> For mine, I was going to try and corrupt them with an Explorer homage. Ooh. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, oh. I, I feel like if somebody has seen a watch, Their dad maybe gave them a watch, but they don't wear it. But they own an iPhone. They have a computer. They have a laptop. I almost feel like an Apple Watch is kind of a nice middle step for them. They like the technology, but they don't appreciate wearing something on the wrist
0: every day. Apple Watches might introduce them to that concept. Yeah, and they do have the option of exploring different watch faces on them too. Exactly. Yeah, like I love that. Yeah, I don't, I don't like the Apple Watch, but I think it's cool that you can make it look like whatever you want. Yeah. Um, it was it was awesome uh, a few weeks ago. So my father-in-law is uh not really a watch person, but he has like a couple big gigantic Movados. For some reason, he really latched onto Movados, <laughs> um, which is why my wife really doesn't like my mediums. <laughs> <laughs> Even the 36 millimeter. I'm like, yeah, but this looks great. Yeah, it's a movado. But um he has an Apple watch and it was so awesome because we went to a uh, lunch a few weeks ago and I was like, Whoa, Hey, you have a California dial on your Apple watch. Sweet. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm like, yeah. So you have those indices are like that. That's California dial. Nice. Congrats to you. <laughs> we don't know why it's called that. It just called that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And uh, let's see. So we have, a couple different categories to go through still. Uh, <laughs> there is the watch nerd whose tastes are completely different than your own. Ooh. Who do you buy them? I mean, first, all, I just feel guilty about saying Apple Watch, but
1: for somebody who's never bought one, I think it's fine. For somebody yeah. who has the watches they want, they've been collecting for 10 years, they know their taste, they know exactly what they do not like. Mm-hmm. If only, oh God, that's tough. You have to let them buy the watch. What you do is you take them out for their birthday to a watch store and let them pick one. Yeah. I think it's the only option. <clears throat> Tell them you could buy whatever you want from this price
0: range and just have at it. Yeah. If they're watching her, they're going to, I'm guessing they're going to be pretty set in their ways. Yeah.
1: So I was it'll, kind of,
0: Oh, it'll be a kid in a candy store. Yeah. Yep. So I was thinking like I was pondering, the watch nerd whose tastes are completely different than mine would be someone with a, a super contemporary watch sizes, pretty much all steel sports or something, probably a ton of divers. So my thinking was I was going to corrupt them with a smaller dive watch. And the one that I lighted on was the the Rado Hyperchrome Captain Cook at 37 millimeters. Oh,
1: wait, which color though?
0: Oh, man. Uh... I the didn't even I, specify the color.
1: The other day, I saw a bright pink one. Oh no! And I don't know. It looked nice. like a. It looked like a bathroom scale in Beverly Hills. Nice. They're super shiny.
0: Now I, I gotta know. look up the different colorways, <laughs> and I'll, I'll pick one out.
1: I remember seeing the white Captain Cook, and I remember Teddy Baldassar getting his girlfriend that watch. Okay. It looks really nice. I, I would never buy it myself, but I would love to see that watch on somebody else's wrist.
0: Uh, you know what the the brown dial where it's kind of uh, patinated ish looks interesting. I see that actually. Yeah. I don't. I never. I've never loved their logo how it's colored.
1: Yeah, yeah. But the rest of the watch actually looks rather nice.
0: Yeah, I was kind of tripping on them. They look pretty cool. But that was my idea there, to uh, gently corrupt them. And it's super nefarious. I'll get them a smaller piece, and then uh, there's a huge chance that all the pieces they own currently will look too huge, and I will ruin their life. (laughs) One year later, you buy them a 36. Yeah. (laughs) Terrible terrible person <laughs> Get, I mean it, they'll
1: wear the most expensive watch they own if you buy them something really nice but smaller that that'll for sure corrupt them
0: yes yeah terrible okay um and uh, let's see so how about the watch nerd who's gotten on the wagon so they've seemingly broken free of their watch obsession and they don't even wear them anymore and you're gonna corrupt them because you're a terrible person. Can you take this one? Sure. yeah. Uh, so tough. I was thinking about something new, unique and fun because I was thinking maybe they aren't following um, different pieces that are coming out so closely. So one that kind of uh, uh, shot to my attention or my mind was the the Serica 5303. It's super unique. People are just uh, just now receiving it. That was the one that came to my mind.
1: You know what? I think a lot of people haven't touched the pure tool watch world yet. Uh, things like Zin. Yeah. Um. For, that's, the, that's the big one that comes to mind where it's just beige on beige on black on white and everything is matte textured. I, I kind of think there's a sort of magic that comes along with it. it. When you put it on, it's not dressy. It doesn't make you feel fancy, but it has this charm to it yeah and one of the big ones that really speaks to me especially for a real watch nerd um, if you go back to the IWC big pilot 5002 model so it's one of the original ones they made it in steel and they made it in platinum towards the end of its run the dials matte the markers are just painted on white the hands are just polished steel super simple it has a power reserve and a center seconds that watch is stunning it's beautiful yeah it is but i'm looking at it right now there's so many people that have never touched a pure tool watch and i think there's just this a specific charm about them that you don't get with anything else and i think a lot of people have never kind of experienced that
0: yeah i think that would be a good idea for this category because there's someone who isn't even bothering with watches anymore, but something like that is perfect for put it on, forget about it every day where who cares what happens to it. It's tough. Um, And I agree with you, the, the pureness of just a raw, you know, tool watch. It's beautiful. I mean, and looking I, at these, these big pilots, they look great. I mean, they
1: came out with reissues, uh, I think six years after that one came out and they added Sunburst to the dial, they added polished markers. It's the same watch, but it has a completely different vibe about it. Yeah. Makes it feel much more. I'm using John Mayer's words where he says it's it's for the modern consumer Mm. where they Mm -hmm. want something a bit flashy, they want something a bit more colorful.
0: Yeah. Okay. And let's see, the last category that we'll go over um is what you would buy the watch curious person. Someone who's kind of who will go like like me back when I was a watch curious person, when they go through the mall, they have to do the loop through the jewelry stores and kind of look at the the citizens that are in the case. They don't know anything about watches. They just kind of wander through there and drool over whatever they happen to see there. Uh, for this one, I'll go ahead and take this one first. For this one, I'm going to refer to a watch that we've already talked about and go with the Timex the Giorgio Galli. <laughs> you think so? I think so, because the reason I went with that is Timex is a brand that they would have encountered um, because it's all over the place. And it has fairly modern, you know, it's a fairly modern sized piece. And yeah, I think that's uh, something that might, you know, push them in the right direction from the very start. So we'll get them started going in a classy direction.
1: Yeah. If, if I wanted to start somebody, if I wanted to get, give them the (laughs) disease, I definitely think I'd go with Hamilton. I think it's really good price wise for entry, but I think it's recognizable and it's just really handsome overall. Uh, They've specifically targeted movies a lot. Like Mm -hmm. most movies that have to do with some adventurer going through Egypt, they're always wearing khakis and they're wearing the khaki. Yeah. Right. Yep. It was in Tenet. It was in the video game
0: Uncharted. There was multiple
1: movies. That's a good point.
0: That's a good point because you could, you could use that as your selling point to them in accepting your gift. And (laughs) there's celebrities that are sponsored by this brand,
1: but it's so affordable uh, yet the quality is there because they can use ETA movements now.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think it's a good choice. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I change my choice. I go with yours too. <laughs> <laughs> I
1: love. I mean, I like that new Timex. I, yeah, I don't. I don't think I would own it, but again, I would love to see it on somebody else's wrist.
0: Mm-hmm. Like, yeah,
1: out in the wild would be amazing.
0: I feel like if I had encountered that watch or if someone gave me that watch way back in the day before I was a watch nerd and before I was like obsessed with only dive watches, I would have absolutely loved that watch. Um, I'm pretty confident of that Um, because way back then I had I had an old fossil at one point. It was like all gold and had sort of like a a crown or a, a coin image on the front of it somewhere in that era prior to um, encountering like some of the citizen divers that I ended up buying. I would have, yeah, I would have loved that watch. Do you think you didn't have enough um, guidance
1: when you were collecting watches? Nobody else around you collected them?
0: No, no one. Yeah. I was just blindly. Yeah. I Wandering through the mall. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Every time I went to the
0: mall, I go through jewelry stores and just kind of hit the cases and, yeah. What was that? I feel like I got lucky
1: because my dad collects so many Citizen watches. That's that's his jam. Okay. Being an aerospace engineer, he was all about accuracy. He wanted atomic time. He wanted it to be accurate to the second to the day. Yeah. So he loves Accutron and he loves Citizen. Okay. Uh, yeah, those will do it. Oh, absolutely. I mean, for 30 years at his job, they gave him a 30-year accutron uh, Belova accutron watch that was gold and silver
0: okay super That's beautiful cool. watch
1: if i ever get that watch <laughs> i'll never get rid of it it reminds me too much of him nice but it makes me think of how he collects and mm-hmm.
0: the fact that he's so precise in everything that he does that is cool so uh, i think to wrap up this episode um last time we spoke about uh slimming down the collection right Do you have any specific plans for the coming year regarding your collection or is that it right there just slimming it down to pieces that because you were going for the quality um, and sentimentality versus quantity.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think I want to get rid of most of the things (laughs) get rid of but yeah I think I want to sell off most of the things that I just don't wear that don't make me happy. I really idolize people um, like YouTubers like you or You're Terrific where they mm-hmm. have a meaning for every single watch they have. They look at it and they tell you a story about it. Mm-hmm. I, it's it's a fantasy I have, but I love that idea. It's it's not necessarily ever going to happen for me because everyone collects differently, but mm-hmm. it can be a goal. I yeah. like the idea that I buy a Zen watch and I go to Germany to enjoy it. Or um, I buy a new Hamilton on my birthday and come next birthday, I look at it and remember exactly when I got it.
0: Yeah. The cool thing is I think that, uh, um, at least for me, a lot of times that sentimentality is an absolute surprise. Um, Like I had um, a Certina with, it kind of had the uh, pole router aesthetic. So it had a silver band around the dial and uh, crosshairs. And I wore, I brought that and a couple other watches when I went to Vegas with my brother and his wife. And we had such a good time there. And it was crazy. And I may have mentioned this in the episode with you. I certainly have mentioned it in earlier episodes, but it's so crazy because after that, that watch always took me back, like viscerally back to Vegas. Like I could feel the excitement of stepping into the hotel room for the first time and that just blew me away how much that was in there. I don't have the watch anymore, but but as long as I owned that watch, I mean, there would be times where I would just look at it in the watch box and get that instant feeling. And uh, so, yeah, hopefully you'll find that too. Like, you know, your Zen, uh, maybe you don't even plan it, right? You don't even, you're not like, um, I'm taking it to Germany. Maybe you're just wearing the Zen somewhere something not thinking about it and then a couple of weeks later you're like dang that is this in totally reminds me of that good time yeah that I didn't even plan ahead for or didn't even anticipate being that sentimental
1: you, you can totally I mean you could you can absolutely form those memories I saw my very first in real life football game in that watch I yeah. went to uh, Topanga Canyon the very top of the hill during 4th of July with that watch I just Or with a similar watch, Mm -hmm. whenever you whenever you look at it, you remember those exact moments. You can form them, yeah, just like you could form memories with your significant other.
0: It 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 has a magical quality like that. Yeah, Yep. So I think my goals for the year, um, I'm still enjoying kind of exploring vintage pieces, but uh, just like in collecting in general, I would like to kind of improve my skills of identifying pieces that I know that I would love. Um, I'm hoping that the Nicar that I accidentally won <laughs> for $35 <laughs> is going to be one of those. It looks absolutely beautiful in pictures. So the Jetsons watch. Oh, man, totally, totally. And I'm really intrigued by some of these Timexes, I would like to get one of their 78s in person. Um, so there's a, there's a couple pieces that I'm eyeballing, but at least for the beginning of the year, I'm going to be enjoying the pole router. I'm pretty sure. But, uh, I, I, my only goals really are just to kind of continue exploring and where possible. I'll keep the, I'll trim down the collection. If there's, you know, pieces like the fee, the khaki field, I'm pretty sure I'm going to have to let go of it. Just, it's kind of redundant with the CWC. So I feel like it needs to go to a home where someone's going to love it more. But for the most part, I just want to kind of keep exploring and, and yeah. That's a nice sentimentality. The giving it a better home. Yeah. 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 And that's how I, you know, that's, that's pretty much how I feel with all the pieces that I get rid of. Cause I am not a flipper. I don't enjoy selling watches. um, So it's not like I'm stoked to offload a piece and yes, I'm getting money for this piece. It's it's more like I look at it and I feel really bad. Like when I had the GSR and it just sat in the box all the time, I was like, man, this is such a waste that this you, you beautiful exactly, watch is sitting there. I mean, you feel exactly like I feel. I yeah. I feel like
1: they're just wasting away. They need to be worn, and I'm not doing it. Yep, yep, exactly. You have yep. to love the dogs that you buy, or the dogs you own. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You can't just ignore things in your life. I, everything you collect, I feel like you need to appreciate to stay collecting them.
0: Yep, yep, yep. All right. Well, I know that uh, today's been a long day for you, so I'm going to let uh, let you retire for the evening. This has been an awesome chat. And uh, yeah, I am anxious to be able to uh un- unwrap the watches that we both have sitting there waiting for us. Oh, it's, uh, it's going to be a long few days. Yeah, that uh. included. He bought the watch. Oh, yeah, it's and under the tree too. Nice, nice. So his is all wrapped up and waiting for him, also.
1: Yeah, we're going to open up together. Total nice. nerds.
0: Nice. Oh, that's awesome. All right, well thanks for having me on. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for coming on. It was great. And I will talk to the rest of you guys uh in the next one. Have a great evening. Thanks for watching. Or listening.